1: Hello and welcome to The Watchman Watchers, a fan-critical podcast dedicated to HBO's Watchmen based on Alan Moore's iconic graphic novel, which airs later this month. Uh, we are here, and I say we, I'm joined by uh, John.
2: Oh, do you know who I am, or? Yeah. Yeah, well, you uh, ring before my name. I was just concerned. Bear in mind, you've got it written down, and you know who I am. Yeah.
1: Poor start. It is a bad start, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm joined by John and Gareth. Hello, mate. Knew who I was immediately. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, we are the three three Minute Men, aren't we? So I've heard. Not yeah. what you're thinking about. Yeah. Um, Coincidentally, well, three of us. we're going to be doing a Watchmen podcast as well. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, we, we've made our own little mini Minute Men uh, to talk through this show with you guys. Why are
2: we now mini Minute Men? <laughs> Do we get any breaks in this? or <laughs>
1: <laughs> Three minutes and mini, it's not going well. Yeah. Um, we're here to take you through week by week, uh, discuss each episode from a classic fan-critical standpoint, and then delve into Watchmen lore and Easter eggs, and references in our patented Comic Corner segment, which we have in every single one of our podcasts mm. that has Easter eggs or lore or something referring to source material. Comic Corner, I like that. You like that, don't you? You've never, uh, Gareth, yeah, it's that's so- interesting. You've never seen Comic Corner because... You've not been on our Walking Dead podcast or any of that sort of stuff? No, he's
2: been in King Corner. Yeah, Yeah,
1: you've been in King Corner. What are you talking about on our Stephen King podcast? Yeah, I've been in King Corner, but Comic Corner. I'm just saying that's nice. Well done. Good work. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Alliteration, big fan. Now, as mentioned, we're fan critical. uh, And if you are listening to us or discovering us for the first time, we're a group of mates who get together on a regular basis to chat about all things film and TV. Uh, We've got several other channels, hosts of Westworld, where we do Westworld, Castle Rock Critical, talk about Hulu's Castle Rock. Mm. Uh, we talk about walking dead stranger things and of course we've got a massive okay. channel uh, covering game of thrones called bastards of broken things uh, if you're listening to this on one of our other channels please go over to this new dedicated channel called the watchman watchers it's on itunes stitcher spotify tune in etc and subscribe that would be very much appreciated mm. right boys we're here we're a few weeks out from hbo's the watchman Uh, Before we chat about any trailers, pre-season buzz that's going around, I want to talk to you about your special connection to the Watchmen Mm. uh, franchise, Mm. the lore, you know, the comics, the graphic novels, the film. John, I'm going to kick it off with you because I know you've got a special place in your heart for the Watchmen.
2: Yeah, I I fucking love the film. Um, I know it's of uh, some debate as to the job that uh, Zack Snyder did with Schneidey. it. Um, oh, he's so snidey, isn't he? Mm. Um, so snidey that Snyder. Uh, but I, I loved it, uh, and I remember going to see it at the cinema, thinking, "Fucking hell, this is going to be long." Yeah, uh, genuinely, that first five <laughs> minutes, that intro. Yeah, I, mm. I think that's the best intro to any superhero film that I've seen. I it,
1: loved it. It's it's excellent for so many reasons because it contextualizes so much of the graphic novel that obviously they didn't have time to fit in the film mm. within that first 5 minutes. It does yeah. an excellent job of talking about the old minute men mm. and the relationships between them, <laughs> not the 3 minute men like us. Um but you know, it's just it's a lovely way of that they it, it encapsulated so much history that is told to you in the graphic novel over such a long period of time yeah. in five minutes yeah. to an amazing and soundtrack. And the times they are changing. Yeah, exactly, guys. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. It I, is. I,
2: yeah. yeah, I I was absolutely sold on on that film in the first five minutes. Um, I think uh, you know me. I I love a bit of of grim reality. Yep. So, and I mean, this is going to be Depressive. weird referencing fucking Infinity War. Yep. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it too much for anyone that hasn't seen it. Um, Mentally, if fucking you haven't. mental, if you, mental haven't, if you haven't. Whatever. Um, that the end. Spoil it for Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. So, like, when Iron Man's head fell off, I mean, that was hilarious. But um, no, so you know, Thanos wins, uh, and that and that is that's why that's the best film. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. well,
1: you're not. You don't always win. Yeah,
2: you're not supposed to always win. It's not. You know, I love Christopher Reeves' Superman. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man, that's too camp. Yeah. like He would go mental at some point. He would get pissed, have a bar fight, and just rip someone in half. I I would quite like to
1: see that. That would be... I'd love that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it'd be a tough sell for a PG. uh, A kid's movie. 12A. So, uh, you know, watching the Minutemen just fucking collapse at the beginning of of The Watchmen, you've got one that... um, uh, so one's a lesbian who ends up getting slain by some yep. lesbian hater. You get one that gets caught in the um, in the revolving doors, their cape, yep. and they get shot dead. Yep.
1: Um, Mothman's getting dro- dragged away to yeah, insane asylum. To, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh Jesus Christ, it's not all it's not all happy. No, happy days for them. Definitely not. And the rest of the film yeah. is is pretty grim. Uh, comedian is genius. Yeah, you know, Rorschach is is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant! Um, yeah, I I loved it, and I I never really got the the hate for it. If it was like if it wasn't Schneider, I mm. think people would have loved that film. Yeah, I think people always looking to have a dig at him.
1: Well, let's think when that came out, he was he was actually on the back of three hundred still, so yeah, he, he was mm. still still sort of revered in a way because three hundred was a was a smash hit.
2: Yeah, that's true. I guess there were a fair few kind of comic book fans that were like. This can't be done in a three-hour film. Yeah, you can't were, do it justice. There were several
1: failed attempts to adapt this film, going back from from like the nineties mm. to when it was finally made. And yeah. the reason they all said is because oh, it's unadaptable. You know, like they said, Will about, Smith is Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> 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 He'd be quite a good doctor. <laughs> You're just saying that because he's the genie in Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same bloody character. Yeah,
2: well, in a way, in yeah. a way, yeah, yes,
1: correct, correct.
2: Um, and if you want to know more about who should be cast in an alternate Watchmen. Yeah, very good. Go listen to our cast it. That is a Patreon-only
1: service. Yeah. but Patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Check it out.
2: We'll be pushing that later for, uh, plug. for your dollary dues. Plug, plug, plug. Pluggy. And I guess, lastly, the fact that we've got HBO backing this series. Yeah. I mean, you'd be excited even if you had no connection to the film. Yeah. So, uh, for me, absolutely buzzing.
1: Most awaited TV show for a long, long time. Nice, nice Gareth coming to you over there in Australia. Let's talk about let's yeah. talk about why you, right. you are excited to cover this because let's face it, you're our little guinea pig, aren't you, Gareth? You're our little guinea pig in this podcast. Guinea I am a little bit, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'm coming at it from a a very different perspective. Um I I'm, I haven't read the graphic novel, but I, I've always been intrigued by it. Like it looks like something I would yeah. enjoy. So uh, it's just you would I would very much read enjoy it. It. Mm.
1: reading it. Mm. nobody recommended it to me though well Um, for the purposes of this though you're not allowed to read it are you why is that because we want you coming at it from a show only mm. perspective yes well that was an excellent 15 year plan you put into (laughs) place
3: so Uh. I I hadn't and I obviously hadn't read it before watching the movie as well and uh, when the film came out it was interesting because I'd heard of the film a couple of years before it it came out and I, I can't remember how, but I, I just sort of stumbled upon it. I was like, this sounds really cool. And I was yeah. I was actually really looking forward to it and was a little bit disappointed by the film. Mm. And I think since I've, I've kind of I've heard that actually the opposite of what normally happens with this sort of thing happened here. And, and a lot of people who who love the graphic novel actually thought that the film did a great job and then people who who weren't as familiar with the source material didn't really get it and i think that's kind of where i the camp that i fell into um it it wasn't it wasn't that it was a bad film it was just it was over overly long and too many too many big ideas trying to come together and and it 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 didn't it left me a little bit confused i would say Mm. um it was it was kind of hard to follow, being unfamiliar with everything. Yeah, um, I need to give the film another chance. I think, but um, but yeah, I I just I remember coming away thinking, um, it's maybe like a five or six out of ten at the time. It's five or six out of ten you know. stars. And then I thought, do you know what? We need a different system, and yeah. thus the blueberry <laughs> system was invented. Um, yeah, yeah. but you know, look, I'm I'm really looking forward to this this TV show. I think I think not being attached to anything that's any previous source material kind of means that you can come at it from a fresh perspective as well. And yeah. I won't mm. be offended by anything that they get wrong or that yeah. doesn't stick with the with the the original um, graphic novel. But yeah. I I also know that like Damon Lindelof is a massive fan of um of the graphic novel so yeah i think he is going to look to be as inspired by that although obviously going in a different direction as possible um but yeah anything that doesn't go quite right won't bother
1: me so that's that's an advantage i have yeah mm. it's a very good one very mm. good one Gaz. and i'm excited for you to be on this watchman journey with us uh as i said oh. Thanks, not mate. not knowing much about it and just coming at it freshly from a way, the way it's put together, the way that you feel the story's going mm. as a standalone thing. Yeah. Um, but as you know, and as many of the listeners know, I am obsessed with two shows: The Leftovers and Lost. Uh, the Leftovers being far uh, yeah. more critically acclaimed, uh, but a much less popular show than Lost. But what I will say is that Damon Lindelof was a showrunner in both. Uh, and if you mm. haven't seen The Leftovers, honestly, I say it to the listeners all the time. Go and watch that show. It is an incredible, articulate, and beautiful story of grief and how everybody deals with it and processes it in different ways. It is a heavy show. It is heavy. It is funny, not is e- it? It's not funny. Is it? That's why we call you Alex. Alex, leftover Leonard. Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> full name me on the podcast, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it is, is honestly, it's an incredible, incredible show, and uh, it's a really good way to prepare yourself for this show. I'm not saying they're going to be similar in like in the in the subject matter in any way, shape, or form. But maybe the tone and the way of storytelling obviously will will be there. There'll be some mysterious elements. There'll be a lot of subtext, a lot of context, a lot of religious uh, connotations. Mm. There'll be a lot of that Easy stuff going it, on. What, Jesus? Yeah, big time. <laughs> um, but anyway, the fact that that show was so excellent, the moment I heard he was doing this as his next project with, like John said, the backing of HBO, who have the financial clout um, and obviously the amazing track record uh, with shows at the moment, it was a no-brainer for us. Uh, I love the universe. I love the world-building. I love how dark it is (laughs) Uh, and I would say that you know we aren't quite experts on the law but me and J-Mac have read the graphic novels and we're Mm. pretty good at it by now and we're good at supporting references and easter eggs and that is something that we do very well here at Fan Critical um, especially with the the special segments that we have at each podcast. Give it so a go, don't we? It's my most favorite. It's my favorite part of it, each of the episodes. <laughs> it's like your what's my most favorite? favorite? My mostest favorite it's part his is most favorite. Yeah. I just like watching the episode a couple of times and then talking to you guys on our WhatsApp group, coming up with you know what we think the references are and then mm. talking about it with listeners in feedback. So that's always good fun. Uh, before we get onto the press junkets, the trailers, and everything we're excited about and what we know about this show, uh, I want to just quickly plug a little advert in here.
0: We are no one, we are everyone, and we are invisible.
1: Hello, yes, if you're listening to this, this is a little advert that we like to put in our podcasts, Uh, mainly plugging our own stuff actually and letting you know what we're releasing in the next few weeks, months. And all that jazz. If you're listening (laughs) on the Watchmen Watchers podcast, please do subscribe and share before the season airs because, you know, we're trying to grow a little base here with the Watchmen Watchers. Mm. If you uh, like things like Stranger Things, Walking Dead... Game of Thrones, uh, films like Joker, which was just released, Mm. uh, any of the Marvel movies. Mind Hunter. Hunter, Then you can subscribe to our main channel, our main hub, because we are Fan Critical, and the main podcast channel is called Fan Critical. It's Mm. available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it, we're on it.
2: We don't always cover gold. Yeah. Uh, Me me and the little fella in in Oz, Gaz, we uh, we trawl through the shittest... uh, sewery depths of uh, of Netflix to find the
3: worst movies that we can. Yeah. Uh, We have looked at all the classics. Um, Left Behind, which is a um, all-action Christian flick featuring Nicolas Cage. Um, No Jesus in that. We looked at Leo the Lion, which is um, uh, Lion King. I think it's inspiration for the new Lion King. Is that... Did I read that correctly? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. We have covered some, we've covered American Poltergeist, which, oh my goodness, terrifying. (laughs) Um, And that's just the sound quality. Um, (laughs) And what have we got coming up next, John? Humanoids
2: of the Deep. I think it's called that. I can't remember, to be honest. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that sounds
1: absolutely (laughs) terrible. Very much not looking forward to watching those, but listening to your lovely, hilarious reviews of them. Mm. Uh, And if you would like to sponsor us further, you can go to... Patreon.com forward slash fan critical, where we have several options. The lowest tier gets you access to our cast episodes, which we referenced earlier, uh, where we recast famous films, shows, IPs with different actors or actresses, and it usually gives hilarious results. You can even commission a podcast and be a guest. Uh, on a podcast of your choosing once a month so if you'd like to sponsor us it's patreon.com forward slash Frank critical and any dollary dues or dollars or bucks that you can give us are very much appreciated
2: hey Len has anyone commissioned
1: a podcast we actually have had our first commission podcast train to Busan and we have some more in the pipeline so please do commission us more podcasts now let's jump into why we're excited for HBO's Watchmen and what we know about it so
0: far I guess we have ourselves a reckoning
1: right, boys, my lovely three-minute men, Uh, let's start out talking about what we know about the show from all the press junkets, previous trailers, and then we'll play the latest trailer as a little refresher for everybody so they can hear it uh, and determine... What the fuck's going on? So <laughs> we know that the show is kind of is uh, <laughs> kind of like a remix or alternate universe, and also kind of a sequel to the original graphic novel and mm. film adaptation. Yeah. So what I mean by that is it takes place three decades after the comics. So the comics in nineteen eighty-five. This is set in two thousand and nineteen. It's a time of growing civil unrest. There's a terrorist group called the Seventh Cavalry. Who are a new group of masked vigilantes inspired by the iconic character Rorschach?
2: Cool name, that Seventh Cavalry. It is a cool
1: name, isn't it? Mm. And it's kind of playing into that sort of white supremacist situation that's going on in America. At I the think moment. they
3: are a white supremacist
2: Exa-
1: group. Exactly. Yeah. So they're really playing into that.
3: I was going to ask is because I had read that. Um, uh, well, no, sorry. When I when I saw the when I saw the trailer mm. and I saw all the Rorschach yeah. masks. My first thought was "Mm, trying a little bit too hard. Do you know what I mean? Because the Rorschach mask is kind of is iconic Mm -hmm. and does look Mm -hmm. scary. And it's that it's that sort of thing where they go, oh, do you know what? People like this. They thought this was scary. Let's do like a whole hundred, one hundred of them
1: to make it even scary. And what's interesting about that is 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 the fact that. I get what you're saying about the the fact that the audience will obviously know that that's such an iconic um, image. But the thing to note about the Seventh Cavalry that we sort of have been alluded to in this trailer and through like the press junkets and stuff is the fact that they know the truth about what happened and the cover-up and the way that Rorschach's journal basically tells them. They have Rorschach's journal, essentially, and it's going to tell they know the information that Ozymandias did this thing mm. to, the, to New York, killing all these people mm. yeah. to, to, to bring about world peace. Um, well, it's all a lie. They know this, so they're <clears> using <throat> him as their symbol. Mm. This is this is an honor of Rorschach and the fact that he was killed trying to tell the world what really happened.
2: Yeah. Well, let let me ask you a question. Do you yeah. think you would be part of the Seventh Cavalry?
1: Well, I'm not a white supremacist. No,
2: but I mean, for the reasons that. <laughs> yes. And... What are you
1: telling the listeners about me? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah. Why are you asking me that?
2: I know that's a Patreon exclusive. Oh yeah, yeah. Um... Find
1: out more about Len and <laughs> his his true background. <laughs> No,
2: what I mean is, forget the white supremacist stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, are, would you be one of these that are like, well, yeah, man, we should be exposing Ozymandias and he's, yeah. Y- you know, would I like, be
1: one of those? Ca- I ask, I asked myself that at the end, at the end of the film at the end of the graphic novel because it's such an interesting question.
2: Carl, mm. um, you it, must be annoying to the people that work in the cinema. <laughs> Can You leave, please, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but, like, it is an interesting question, right? Because it's like that, like you said. I'm that, sure it is, that...
2: but there's another film showing. So if you could please leave.
1: <laughs> Honestly, mate, I just want to clean oh, up the popcorn. God. It's a dark, like you said, it's a dark subject matter. It's a dark ending to the graphic novel and yeah. also the the film. Obviously, both. we'll talk about the, the differences in a little bit. But mm. um, I think it's interesting to note that... Oh, it's so morally grey, which is something that we love as um, fan critical. Like we love Game of Thrones because it's got its morally grey characters. The Walking mm. Dead even reached into that in some to some extent. Yeah, and it's that grey, murky water that we don't know <laughs> we don't know what the right answer is. That's just the mask. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would um, do what the Watchmen did, and um, which is protect the truth for the benefit of world peace. Mm. But it is it's a convenient, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Well, what would you do then? You'd, you'd fucking like to be blown up by Dr. Manhattan, would well, you?
2: Well, I just think, you know, I mean, Ozymandias has to answer for something. Yes. I mean, okay, in, in the film it's, it's different, but yeah. the, end, the end result is still the same. Yeah. You know, in the comic book he ends up getting this fucking giant, squid. psychic squid octopus thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kills. <laughs> I understand why they didn't do that in the film. That would have baffled me <laughs> if I would seen that. Because yeah. I, I read the graphic novel after watching the film right um so yeah i, I, I wouldn't be very comfortable knowing that uh, like imagine like mark zuckerberg or yeah. elon musk right now yeah everyone knew or i found out that actually he was the cause of like i don't know like a, a tsunami or something yeah or something like really grim like that yeah um i wouldn't feel comfortable uh. knowing do you know what he's breaking it in with that new tesla
1: well, that's why, you know, when Zuckerberg <laughs> did his little virtual reality tour of the, of the sort of disasters. Oh, yeah, so out of touch. He's causing the disasters just so he, he can pawn his Facebook VR. Yeah. So, so so you're saying,
3: John, like if you personally came into some knowledge that like the 2011 Fukushima disaster mm. was because of Mark Zuckerberg and he did it deliberately to save Japan. Because of the new Japan.
2: Facebook Messenger.
3: <laughs> yeah, the servers all had to go you through Fukushima, through, so it had to get rid of the power plant <laughs> there. Yeah, go on. You'd you'd form you'd you'd form a cult that now exposes it I'm
2: far too lazy to form yeah, a cult. Agreed, but I would absolutely understand yeah. that. You know, I mean, to be honest, I'm too lazy to start a neighbourhood watch in this building. <laughs> even though you know there's a bit of violence been going on in the last couple of weeks. If so let like- alone. Yeah. <laughs> all right,
3: but enough about what happens in your apartment. <laughs>
1: If you'd like to know more about John's apartment, support us on Patreon patreon.com. Right, it's not com. fucking Sports white supremacist, so
3: mate. I'm, I'm neighborhood watch, Yeah. Mate. Listen to Lens <laughs> listen to Lens' racist doctrine by paying us $10 a month. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. very good. So there okay.
2: You go. I, no, I th- I think I would i would probably have a bit of the 7th Cavalry.
1: Yeah. It's you know, it's a cool name, That's why it's an interesting concept, but mm. I think the interesting You th- you'd join them on
3: Facebook, but you wouldn't you wouldn't, you wouldn't get up and go on the marches. Yeah, there is no chance. No, a,
2: you, you don't have to do that, do you? No, yeah. I, I just like it. Like
1: John's <laughs> one of those people on Facebook <laughs> yeah. who just goes going to an event and never turns up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're
2: you're annoyed with that because exactly. you're thinking I'm not going to turn up to you leaving, dude Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly right um, anyway let's talk about this a bit more so they all have masks on like you said multiple Rorschachs and the interesting thing is they've been targeting police um, mm. and their families so this in turn has led to the police putting on masks of their own and creating their own sort of hidden identities mm. Mm. and their own sort of superhero characters yeah um, in retaliation they've gone,
3: they've gone they've gone right what's the most intimidating mask we could possibly
1: wear y- yellow <laughs> <laughs> a lovely mustard colour yeah but it's in it's yeah. in keeping with the watchman aesthetic isn't it so i think that's the thing it's just iconic it's just iconic for the audience you know mm. um it's important to note a couple of things about the universe in which we're living obviously the watchman graphic novel is a very interesting universe where like Dr. Manhattan exists. He's this godlike character. He helped America win the Vietnam War. Mm. Richard Nixon served five terms of office. You know, you've got stuff like that going on. So it's a very interesting universe. Robert Redford is currently, you know, the actor is currently the president in this Watchmen universe and has been since 1992. Um, and that, that could be confusing to someone yeah. listening or reading. Yeah. So we're not saying that Robert
2: Redford has been cast in this show. No, definitely we're not. We're actually saying that Robert Redford <laughs> is in this as an actual president. Yeah. As himself. Thank you for clearing that up, <laughs> it's just canon.
3: It's canon now. Yeah. Right. Have they chosen Robert Redford because it's a double R like Ronald Reagan? Is that the reason they've gone? with Honestly, him? could be.
2: Yeah.
1: Potentially. He's an actor. Reagan was an actor. Yeah. I don't
2: know I mean Robert Redford was a way better actor
1: than Reagan fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell that's why he's president that's why he's more president who's yeah. um, an equally shit actor we
3: can pick that has two R's for his name hmm. Ron- Ronnie Ronnie one, Redford but have got a better <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like yeah. an extra it's his cousin or something yeah, yeah. Um,
1: it's important to note here that uh, in this universe they don't have the internet the mm. internet doesn't exist thank god no Fukushima disaster then. Well, exactly. Fact. Well, John, John wouldn't have known about it. So, um,
2: Well, how the hell am I supposed to join this group then?
1: Exactly. He can't even click going on Facebook. Mm. Uh, so it's a mad world that they live in. Um, and this is the thing. We know that certain characters, uh, certain characters are in the show. We know that some of them are Watchmen. So mm. it's important. Let's start off with Jean Smart. Uh, she's playing Laurie Blake, who is, of course, Silk Spectre 2. Yeah. Uh, she's now head of an FBI task force. Good that, isn't it? So she's head of like this sort of costumed task force, I assume, which is quite interesting to have her back in this old sort of grizzled role. Mm. Now she was obviously grizzled. Oh, she's a very attractive woman. In
2: uh, is that your definition of grizzled? I You've don't called me you grizzled on multiple occasions. No,
1: I call you rugged or uh, burly. Burly, yes, that's You've, the one.
2: And grizzled, and really yeah, grizzled. I think
3: grizzled goes with them. Oh, does it? If you look at since, yeah. yeah. Yeah, grizzled would be
1: John. Yeah. Okay, well, John, I, I think you're as attractive as Laurie Blake. <laughs> <laughs> if I've said it before, it has to be true. That is yeah, um, that's fast canon, that. We know that Dr. Manhattan uh, might be returning to the show because there was a sneak peek of him in an earlier trailer. Mm. And now this is my favourite piece of casting uh, for several reasons. Uh, Regina King, who is a phenomenal actress. She was most recently in um, Beale Street, the film, Yeah, the Oscar won an film. Oscar. Unbelievable film. Uh, she's also in Leftovers, uh, and she's brilliant in that. So once again, go watch The Leftovers. And that's why Damon Lindelof's obviously hired her to be one of the central, if not the central protagonist of this show. Mm. She plays a character called Angela Abar, uh, and she is one of the members of the police force who hides her identity from the 7th Cavalry. Mm. Uh, and from everything we've seen, you know she's the main character. Do you guys think that she is going to be the main character you, from what you've seen in the trailers?
2: Yeah, I mean... Yes. <clears throat> She's, uh, you're not casting an actress like her, her who's caliber. on a role yes. um, to just, yeah, actually, yeah, just supporting. Yeah. Yeah, 100% she could be the main character.
3: You know, from a, like, from, I saw this this thing on Instagram that Lindelof had, had written. Have you seen this? This big letter that he'd, he wrote to the fans yep. of Watson. Yep. Um, and within it, he was talking about the opportunities that watchmen provide for like for a diverse cast mm. and so i think like it's it's probably a it's probably a, a conscious decision to go let's let's have um as diverse as, as many diverse roles as we can and to have a a, a black woman as the main character yeah. in in a in a massive hbo tv show yeah. is you know um a really sort
1: of I think aggressive move, an important move, a progressive probably. move, and um, especially with like the fact that in super in the superhero genre, obviously we heard a lot in the last few years with Black Panther being the sort of main or first breakout time that a a, a black lead had been in a superhero film. And and you know, this is kind of a superhero genre. It's not exactly that, but to be associated with something on this scale is obviously a very progressive move and a very correct move Mm. um, for the network and and, and a great choice by Lindelof because she's a fantastic actress. And I think she's going to bring a lot to that role. Mm. Um, Jeremy Irons is uh, an old Ozymandias, which is amazing casting. Yeah. It's it's so good, mm. and I love the fact that in one of the Comic Con trailers, we actually saw that. I think it was on the newspaper. It said he had died. Yeah. Uh, so he's obviously in hiding mm. or working behind, operating behind the scenes. Well, no,
2: they, maybe they just slipped up. Maybe that's the last episode. Could I mean, you imagine oh, if shit. that had
1: slipped out? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, so it's going to be great to see him and have him back. So we know that another one of the Watchmen is back.
2: I've got, I've got something for you. Go on. I've done this before.
1: Go on. Now, three minute. Three minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you're confusing the three minute name, to be honest. Yeah. There's three of us and we last a minute.
1: Yeah. Not three yeah. minutes. Exactly. are oh, well.
2: are way too bold yeah. and confident for me. I was going to say three minutes um... was pretty average. But... <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. So in Castle Rock. Yep. Now, I don't want to touch on Castle Rock too much. Uh, for those that are listening to this, that haven't listened to that, that may wish to go back and watch that.
1: Yeah, do it's a great show.
2: Um, there was a character in that, yes, that we all thought, oh, he's going to be good, dead immediately in the first five minutes. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. What do you reckon the chances are to disconnect um, that uh, the film yeah. and the comic yeah. from this kind of revamped world that they would actually kill off? ozymandias in the first episode
1: Ooh, that is such a good question i hadn't really thought of that as a possibility but you were kind of right about that with castle rock if i remember correctly Mm. you know that's a bold move the thing about ozymandias is such an interesting character because in the graphic novel i think you get a bit more of a sense that he's a bit repentant about what he'd done whereas in the film he's he's a bit of a smug twat mm. isn't he he comes across like a bit of a <laughs> smug twat and i kind of want him to have some sort of penance for the act that he did yeah um so i would like it if he was killed off in the first few episodes it would really lay a marker down to be mm. honest with you yeah can i
3: s- suggest though isn't so isn't this um uh this vigilante yeah. group Is there like one of the main aims of theirs is to uh, sort of uncover truth, yeah, or to make public like what, uh, yeah, what he did? Do they lose a bit of momentum if he dies immediately? I mean, I know they'd still want to prove. Yeah, I think it's more of
1: a legacy question, and I think ignoring the fact that they might have made a mistake in the trailer, let's assume Mm. that the general public think that. (laughs) ozymandias is dead yeah so he's dead even the seventh cavalry believe that yeah. he's definitely not dead um <laughs> <laughs> go check out the office if you don't get that reference yeah um so the important thing is i think it's more of a legacy question uh they just want to prove that this was a massive cover up and mm. that lots of people died yeah. uh at the expense of this plot to bring about a false peace mm. between the soviet ussr and america yeah um there's a well, lot i mean
2: think about the film and the way that starts Killing off the comedian like, yep. immediately. Yep. Okay, he, he appears throughout the film in flashbacks. Correct. But that's, that's making a statement straight off the bat. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, the pilot episode starts with some kind of big death yep. and then it just kind of kicks on from there.
1: I think that's a great prediction and you're very good at predictions John you usually say things that go against the grain Mm. and they usually are right always say things that that are the opposite your superhero name is the predictor (laughs) Um, in a minute uh, I'm obviously taking the South Park superhero name of Captain Hindsight Um, there's a lot to talk about but before we do (laughs) let's play the trailer the most recent trailer just to refresh our memories of what's going on
4: People who wear masks are driven by trauma. They're obsessed with justice
0: because of some injustice they suffered. Ergo, the mask, it hides the pain. I wear the mask to protect myself. Right, from the pain. There was a cavalry involved shooting last night. You gonna give me the speech now? What speech? I should calm down take a breath before we're at war again. No. There's a guy in my trunk. Delightful. Put him in the pod. You know why you're here? Some nun kicked in my door and put me in the trunk of our fucking car. What the hell? Hey! That is correct. I want my lawyer. Yeah, we don't have to do that with terrorists. Start this shit up again. Maybe there was something they didn't want found. They had a mission. It's only just for Cavalry has our names and addresses. Just run and scale. Are we safe, Angela? Each place we go. There's a vast and insidious conspiracy. I've a torture, you about it. your head will explode What is this?
4: This is the only way to show you the truth
0: You need to help start the 7th Cavalry From doing what? Those fuckers are trying to start a war
4: looks like you got things under control here cool costume thanks all
1: right so after watching that trailer obviously we get a bit more sense what's going on we hear some important dialogue from certain characters but i think we should talk about in general what we've seen in all of the trailers um and what we can sort of you know guess was going on in the show or what is going to happen now the film for all of its flaws is pretty good and like we've said John you really like it Gaz you weren't too impressed but you're going to rewatch. it's one of my favourite superhero films as well mm. uh, it made a few interesting decisions really making uh, the characters actual superheroes John yeah. so They obviously, in the graphic novel... Kind of, I guess. Yeah, they're more like just regular people. Whereas in the film, they're like breaking people's arms with one shot, like Mm. throwing them across rooms, taking massive beatings. And I know that was a general problem with a lot of people watching it. Like you lose the idea of that. They're just weak humans who are putting on masks. Mm. And it looks like we're just getting that sort of more graphic novel take here yeah. where they are just regular people because even the police are putting on masks now. Yeah. So it's giving that sense to look it's that batman's t- type of hero that we love yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. without being the greatest detective in the world kind yeah. of situation, yeah. you know. Are you happy with that? Are you happy with them with a bit of more of a, a, a down to earth superhero genre here?
2: Yeah, look I, I think there needs to be a level of kind of peril like, yeah. you, you need to feel like the characters are under threat. Yeah. Um, in the film, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, for me personally, it, it, it's explicitly, it seems like Ozymandias is the only one that actually has powers. Yeah. Well, and ha- Doctor Manhattan, well, obviously. obviously, yeah. But um, uh, I'm talking about kind of the, the people that aren't blue. Um, <laughs> so he... Racist. He's the one... Uh, <laughs> yeah um, he's the one that handles the rest of them fairly easily yeah uh, when Night Owl 2 and Rorschach uh, try and fight him he's just yeah. like they're just nothing to him yeah swats um, them away yeah pathetic slugs slugs with no, <laughs> no personality no personality um, yeah and they're just jealous because he's cleverer than them um, but if it does uh, kick off
3: between them though get out
2: <laughs> <laughs> so no, I I think um, I think you're right. It's it's it seems to be uh, more the uh, vigilante rather than superhero.
1: Yeah, and I like that. And that's mm. what are you happy with that, Gareth? I know you've got a big problem, Gareth. And let's talk about this. <laughs> you've got a big issue. He does. So we have Save to talk it. about it here. So- God, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you hate um, overpowered or OP superheroes. Yes. I know that is something you, you massively hate. So how does it feel to you to have a character like Dr. Manhattan in here, who is essentially the most OP superhero you're ever gonna get? Mm. Yeah. You know, there's nothing I can think of stronger than him. Like maybe Galactus <coughs> or, you know, something like that. But mm. that's it. Yeah, I mean, Batwoman
3: so do <laughs> <laughs> <That laughs> Versus <laughs> Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> Who's gonna win? <laughs> um It yeah, it it's uh I suppose it's it depends how you look at it, and and if you if you take like Doctor Manhattan as almost being like, um, almost being like a natural Jesus. disaster that could happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's yeah. he's there that there's potential for him to to do whatever he wants. Just as there yeah. is with Mother Nature, um, mm-hmm. then it's not too bad because you know it's it's like it's a it's a regular world, like you say with regular people putting on masks they've got like regular (laughs) regular legs and yeah um um, um, (laughs) um, but then yeah to have to have this overpowered character looming it would be annoying if he's kind of constantly there just going i can do what i want but if he's just in the background and it's almost disinterested in what's happening um, but you know that there's mm. potential for it to happen. That's that's kind of mm. interesting. I don't mind that.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't mind that. It isn't. It is interesting because obviously, when when we see the end of of Watchmen, he at one point he obviously he goes to Mars and he give he gives up on understanding humanity, and he's yeah. like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to remove myself from the board. But and, that's and, yeah. But that's so that's
2: so cool. That's yeah. so good. that yeah. it's, it's a terrifying prospect, and they obviously lean on it throughout. That yeah. he's disconnect with humanity humanity it's, humanity. it's yeah. just like well, it doesn't matter it's all nonsense so he could just wipe us out <laughs> yeah. and
1: restart everything and that's the kind of thing like obviously he was a power for the Americans and a mm. massive deterrent for the Soviet Union because yeah. he could just win a war instantly mm. and instantly click of his fingers <laughs> and now it's it's if he does come back which is obviously rumoured in the trailer or looks like it might be him in the trailer
2: well I, I mean that would be so cheap if it's just someone with a blue hand yeah that would be terrible a new hero <laughs> Blue Hand Man.
1: <laughs> it's just going to be interesting to see who, what side of this he falls down on. Because obviously, at the end of the not graphic novel, he kills Rorschach. To uh, and the film kills mm. Rorschach to protect the truth and protect mm. this piece. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see after all this time, thirty years. He has been known to change his mind before. Obviously, when mm. he went to Mars and then came back to sort of help out. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he is going to do this time. Yeah, it's a loom. It's a massive looming blue character over the whole <laughs> okay. fucking show, isn't it? Yeah. So you just don't know when he's going to appear. You don't know what his thought process is going to be, mm. how he's going to react with Silk Spectre 2, because mm. obviously they had a rom- romantic relationship. Yeah. It's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, the end of the graphic novel, though, Gaz, and I know you haven't read the graphic novel, uh, John referenced earlier, ends as with a the squid. transportation as a giant tentacle mm. monster uh, to <laughs> New York that they then blow up to unite Earth against what Ozymandias is terming an alien foe. Mm. Uh, this averts a nuclear war because it start, You know, it unites America and Russia and the world fighting this new alien tentacle monster yeah. that is dead. But they're worried that it might come back and all this sort of stuff.
2: Why does no one go, oh, oh no, that's not an alien. She's a big fucking squid. It's a big squid. No, don't worry about
1: that. Look, it's an alien, all right? No, it's um, not. She's no, look at, his, look at his hat. Look at his hat. That makes it's an alien <laughs> hat. <laughs> But what I think is interesting, Gaz, is if you look at these trailers, there's a little moment where we see a drawing of a giant tentacle monster Mm. in one of the shots. So that means that they're following the canon of the graphic novel, which is this giant tentacle monster. Now, how do you feel, Gareth, about watching a show where, you know, there has been a giant tentacle monster that has averted uh, a nuclear war? (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll try anything. So
3: (laughs) no problem. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because if you're trying to make this like gritty reality based, like alternative universe, but reality based show, um, but also there's a giant squid monster. Um, (laughs) that's dead. It's it's dead. Definitely dead. Definitely dead. (laughs) Um, pulled over and went, what are you worried about? Um, (laughs) no, I guess it would just be really interesting to see how, um, how that, how that's brought up, you know what I mean? Like, is that, is that a big feature? Is it like, you know, if that happened in, in our world, in reality, we would probably be talking about that for, for centuries. And it would be, at least least two weeks, at least a couple of weeks. Um, is it something that's referenced and has it made its mark on society because that that's what's interesting i suppose is that it it doesn't matter if there's something outrageous that's that that exists in this universe but it's how it's the the fact that it's trying to be that, this is this is how i understand watchmen is that they're trying to put all of that outrageousness and and re- craziness onto the onto like the palette of reality Mm-hmm. And like this is what it would be like if this happened in reality. Yeah. yeah. Um. And that's so. You know, n- I don't really have an issue with it being with there being a giant squid monster that's existed, it, but but uh, and and it would be interesting to see how they think the world would react to that. Yeah,
1: that's true.
2: I would be fascinated. Um. I wonder if they'll show any, uh, footage of of it.
1: That is interesting because we have seen in the trailer they've shown footage of Doctor Manhattan on Mars, mm. for example, of the what it, I mean, studying him. In terms of him, budget, they've got, cheap. The, they've got the budget. No, to but do that. I mean, you just yeah.
2: build a little city and then just fucking throw an octopus on top of it. Yeah, old watch school, it go mental. <laughs> yeah,
3: just black and white, grainy. Some somebody's hand goes, oh no, quick, pick up the uh, pick up the, <laughs> the Empire State Building. Um, yeah. But no, well, that's true as well. Like, if that happened, then they would remember it, wouldn't they? Every year, they would be like, oh, look, it's Squid Day. And, like, kids would run around with squid masks and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'm intrigued to see how they tackle it. Yeah.
1: Well, Damon Lindelof has said that this show is going to deal with the way that we view superheroes. So, it's not necessarily a superhero show. And this is what makes it interesting for me as a concept. He's really good at. Like I said about The Leftovers, they analyse grief in so many interesting ways. It's such a complicated emotion that everyone deals with differently. Mm. And the show comes at it in this, you know, The Leftovers is about 2% of the world disappearing. The rapture essentially is what a lot of people believe, but it's about religious cults rising up, whether people believe it was the rapture, how it's affected small families, how it's affected people who have lost their whole families, all this sort of stuff very deep, very emotional. And I hope that he's able, like with this comment, to hit the emotional notes that The Leftovers had with obviously something that is stretching our imaginations at times with giant squid monsters, with superheroes <laughs> like <laughs> Doctor Manhattan. Mm. Um, I think it's just a good way to tackle it. And there's something on Amazon at the moment, John, which I told you to watch. I don't know if you've watched it yet, called The Boys.
2: Yeah, I'm a couple of episodes, in.
1: Yeah. It's fantastic. And it deals with the superhero genre in the same way. Like, okay what if superheroes were, you know, a corporation? What if they were, like, sold out uh, to different states to protect them um, Mm -hmm. and they were filmed and they were egotistical dickheads who could do what they want, kill people at a whim, take loads of drugs? And it's a very interesting... Spoiler warning. Well, it's a very interesting way of looking at at the superhero genre and I hope this show Mm. does the same thing and has its own sort of feeling and its own sort of, I don't know, just way of looking at them yeah
2: look i mean the boys is heavily influenced by the watchman yeah
1: big time yeah and and that is clear from when you watch it it's got a jovial tone to it but it's also very dark mm-hmm. um yeah we know from previous trailers and interviews that the seventh cavalry have, have as i've said read rorschach's journal so the public don't know the details yet but the interesting thing we said right is there's no internet yeah. So that is why they may be going on this crusade across the country, tackling police, trying to get people into their cause because they can't release the information quickly. Mm. Is that what you think, John?
2: Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, I wonder, because uh, they keep banging on about there being no internet. Um, yeah. And look, I mean, gas is in Australia... Yeah, fucking
1: terrible internet.
2: Yeah, might, might as well have no internet. It's, it's so fucking bad. abysmal. Yeah, it is terrible. So bad. We
3: go outside and ride our bikes instead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a funny way to do research and watch Netflix, but, you know, whatever. whatever. I
3: never watch any of them. I'm just guessing every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but
2: uh, I wonder what the white supremacist thing is about
1: I think it's just tap, tackle, tapping into something that's obviously a massive uh, part of the news at the moment, especially in America, where obviously this 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 is taking place essentially. Mm. And I think is it
2: because Ozymandias is gay? No, because I don't think you can get the gay white supremacists, to be honest. Do you not? I don't think so. If
1: you are a gay white supremacist and you're listening to please this, please write in at fancriticalpodcast.gmail.com at gmail yeah. Com yeah. Yeah, and let, let us, us know. That'd be
2: fascinating because
1: that actually would be fascinating. Yeah.
3: No, I, I no, I think usually part of their doctrine is is either yeah, be white and be straight. Yeah, like, is what they're, yeah. like, is what they're mm. so they're white they're straight like, so.
1: supremacists then. So why don't they call themselves that?
3: Well, th- I think just ge- well because they're like neo-Nazis aren't yeah. they so they don't yeah. like any they just use the old posters they're not I don't think
2: they're going to go back and go right can you just change that to straight you know, just leave it as white fucking <laughs> <like, you know, laughs> hell too much work oh admin yeah.
1: oh. no I just think the white supremacist thing is obviously very topical at the moment obviously with Trump and everything that's going on in America and the things that we get shown over here on the news anyway it, mm. it seems like it's a massive issue and these clashes that are now happening in towns and protests and we're
2: not taking a side there we're, when it comes to American politics.
1: We're not what do you mean? We're not taking a side. No, but
2: we're not saying that Trump is a white supremacist is what I'm saying. No,
1: we're not saying that. And yeah. if you're listening Donald Trump, we're not saying that. But I'm just
2: saying, you know, we we don't know enough about American say politics. On
1: political critical. <laughs> <laughs> political critical is yeah. back next week. Political um, but yeah, it's an interesting point. I'm interested by the 7th Cavalry. Um mm. yeah, I definitely. think they are going to be an excellent set of villains but potentially hopefully if Damon Lindelof does this right I think hopefully he makes some of those characters very sympathetic yeah. as well because mm. I don't w-
3: what happened to the first
1: to sixth cavalry well this well, might just be the seventh iteration mm. you know yeah it
2: was the sixth ones didn't like blue people and then but you would still be a white supremacist wouldn't you they didn't like blue or maybe people. they were letting anyone in
1: they're letting anyone in these days yeah 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 um, a couple of questions I've got for you now Just from stuff from the trailers, because it's interesting. We see that Regina is obviously Regina King, the actress playing Mm. Angela, uh, is the lead character, as we've said. We've seen her at several points in the the trailer interacting with items or objects that are related to Night Owl 2. Mm. So we see her wearing the owl glasses at one point in one of the trailers. Mm. And we also see the owl ship, you know, coming down, crashing,
2: crashes and burns.
1: Do we think we're going to see Night Owl 2 in this?
2: There must be a Night Owl 3.
1: Yeah, what now? No, they've, they've given up, mate. They've given up. No, the, watch, the Watchman was it.
2: No, there's another one. There's another one, is there? Yeah, It's yeah, coming yeah. out the woodwork. Yeah. Do
1: you reckon one of the police officers has knight decided... Night Owl free, oh, he's well, probably be owl a white free.
2: supremacist as well. Oh, fuff. that's he's kicking all the boxes. That's the twist. <laughs> <laughs> that's the twist. Um, Night Owl 2, uh, I reckon it'll be like he died of some shit thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of his character to be honest with you oh, uh, he's alright he's alright but oh really he, he, so I've got I um <laughs> so <laughs> from budget man
3: budget <laughs> man <laughs> um <laughs> he's spaceship um. stalled for fuck's sakes so yeah. like <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> uh, it's not a sp- that's a it's not a spaceship it's a trolley <laughs> These slashing prices, right? Let's go. Can literally only go downhill. Um, from the the movie, um, I I like I sort of totally fell in love with Silk Spectre. Oh, right? oh, of course he did. She's, I mean, let's be fair. She's absolutely
1: stunning, Gareth. I'll say that that means that you've qualified that you've passed the first test to be part of the white supremacist group. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh, good news. Um, well, keep me updated on my application. Thank Patreon. you. Patreon.com um, forward slash I don't think yeah. she'd be interested in one of the but, minute men, to be honest. But he's <laughs> the three minute man, however. His, <laughs> but but the reason the reason that I won't get into the 7th Cavalry is because... Or <laughs> Well, so because I... <laughs> Your three minutes um, are up. I'm getting married. For one reason, so um, Silk Spectre three is no, mental. I thought it was <laughs> we, we don't we don't get a full three minutes. I so obviously I I watched the film kind of after it came out and then I hadn't seen it since and I remember I had a conversation uh with somebody and I was like, oh, Watchmen, it might have been with you, John. I was like, Watchman, I was a bit disappointed mm. in it. Um but I tell you what, that that night owl, stunning. Um <laughs> <laughs> You've off the uh, wise repairs group uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. Got him got them mixed up. Yeah. Oh good. Yeah. Oh well, that's a good little story.
2: Couldn't even check him at the point, just yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Whatever you're into, I guess.
3: I the, think I think you I think you left me to
1: it. You're like, okay, mate, yeah.
3: Cool. Well, that's good. That's
1: Obviously good. didn't um, know you well enough then. Yeah, well, that's a good little story, actually. That's yeah. made me chuckle, uh, tickled me. Um, I think an interesting thing, like we said, is is Dr. Manhattan coming back. And I just want to know, do you think if he comes back at all, it's going to undercut the story? Or do you think it's, is it fan service, John? I just don't want it to be fan service.
2: No, I mean, if he didn't come back at all, I'd be yeah. like, what's going on here? Yeah, like, okay. What's he doing up in Mars? What is he doing up making there? Making
1: those cool cylindrical glass things that he likes yeah. making.
2: Yeah, making internet. He's made the internet <laughs> on Mars. That'd be mad, wouldn't it? How is Mars? Oh, got send the some to Australia. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: Before Australia. Oh, yeah.
2: Gosh. So uh, maybe he's doing that. I don't know. Um, I now we've got to see him. I think it will be right at the end. I don't think we'll see him at all during the series.
1: And we've seen. Doctor Manhattan is is a very interesting character. Obviously, he, like I said, he's a godlike character, and he is worshipped as such. Mm. You've seen scenes in the film where the, the Vietnamese were bowing down and praying to him after he basically mm. destroyed them all. Yeah. Uh, you've seen in this trailer people holding up effigies of Doctor Manhattan mm. um, and other Watchmen. To be fair, so they're sort of heralded as this sort of
0: mm,
1: not they're not that they're a religion, but they are these godlike creatures to these people Mm. in mythos and all this sort of stuff yeah and something that was fascinating with the leftovers was the use of and lost was the way that damon lindelof was able to use religion here he goes religion yeah sorry (laughs) i'll do this for the whole time the show's on i Mm. apologize listeners but i guess if you're watching this show you kind of like those shows too he handled religion extremely well and it was a major piece of subtext through everything that he's ever done. Yeah, uh, in, in the leftovers especially, he was pulling on so many different forms of religion to highlight what was going on with this rapture-like event. Mm-hmm. But also in the way that the characters were processing it, you know, some people turn to different faiths um some other faiths were created and based themselves on other religions uh about this rapture so it was very interesting throughout the whole show i wonder how much of that is going to be explored how much this religious subtext will be explored in Watchmen? because i know it's something he likes doing and i think it would be an excellent way of looking at the superhero genre again studying mm. them like gods
2: yeah Thoughts? yeah no that's yeah, yeah yeah no i mean it makes sense doesn't it um you can cram too much into this, though.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. With- Sometimes I will say this. The one thing about The Leftovers is it is overwhelming. Um, the references, the subtext, the context. Mm. I thought it was overwhelming in a fascinating way. I yep. was going away and I was reading, you know, articles about each episode and and trying to understand everything. And I guess that's why we like talking about stuff, though, and mm. why we like covering the shows that we do. Like Game of Thrones. It's a perfect example we would sit there before we even podcast and talk for ages about the episode. We would talk about the references to the books. The same with The Walking Dead, we do it with the comics. Same with things like Stranger Things, we talk about the 80s films that it references. So that's why this is kind of right up our street in a way, because I know that even if there is a bit of overwhelmingness about it and there is so much going on, I know that we're going to have loads to talk about and put into this podcast, which is Mm. what makes it so interesting. And someone like you, Gaz, you can pick up on those from a a way outside of the gra- graphic novel and a way just maybe more related to the real world while we're trying to look at all of the sort of way it ties into the law. Mm, good stuff. The good stuff.
3: Yeah. There's something for everyone.
1: Something <laughs> for everyone. Uh, how excited are you on the scale of one to five blueberries? Now for any first time listeners, you don't know our scale. We have a scale. We have a rating system. Mm. We rate everything here at Fan Critical from one to, to five blueberries the key thing to say about this scale is there can be no halves you can't do a 1.5 or a 1.75 you have blueberry. to come down on a number you can't half a blueberry. blueberry gareth it's, it's not possible small. so on a scale of one to five blueberries john how excited are you for this show i
2: think you know mate it's going to be two blueberries oh yeah uh, <laughs> not really. nah. um no it's look it's five five out of five blueberries perfect
1: that's what i want to hear from you gareth over there someone who you know, doesn't have an affinity for the Watchman lore, or backstory. Always slagging it off. Always slagging it off. Fancying Night Owl. <laughs> uh, what, is your, um, yeah, well, what is your... Yeah, well, don't say... Not even the right Night Owl as well. Night Owl. What's your excitement level? Um,
3: like? I, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, without, without that uh, historical tie-in. For me, I guess it loses something, but I'm still really looking forward to it. Four blueberries mm. of excitement. Perfect.
1: And I'll, mm. I'll cap it off. It's obviously a five from me. Absolutely buzzing. Correct answer. Correct. That is the correct. There are no correct opinions, but that, that was a correct opinion. <laughs> um, so this is what I would like you to do. If you are listening to this podcast, please do subscribe to this channel or share with any of your friends that are going to be watching The Watchman. Uh, we'd love you to come on the journey with us and follow it episode by episode. Mm. Go through all the references. I'll get it with us. Uh, we ask for a big favour? Take a butcher's. If you could- <laughs> take a butcher's. Yeah, take a butcher's. Any other synonym for watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can't take your eyes off of it. Avoganda. Avoganda. Avoganda, We have a big favour to ask, though. Could you please review this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher or TuneIn or wherever you are listening? It would mean a lot to us. Uh, The reviews that we have on our other podcasts have been really favourable. And, you know, if you don't want to give us five, don't. But please do. And uh, we would very much (laughs) appreciate any support you could give us. So if you like it, Subscribe review and check out our other channels. As I said, Fan Critical is our main channel. If you go on there, you'll see our other sub channels. That's Fan Critical. It's on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or Stitcher. And if you want to sponsor us further, it's patreon.com forward slash FanCritical. Get those caster episodes. Commission your own podcast. Become a podcaster with us. Mm. So many options. I want to thank my other fellow three minute men for being with me today. <laughs> um that's three one minute men, just want to clarify. <laughs> Uh, we've got to that we've finally understood what it is Uh, I'd like to thank John thanks mate Uh, no worries and Gaz I'd like to thank you thanks boys Uh, and uh, (laughs) uh, you know we will be watching The Watchmen and we will be back very soon bye bye
2: see ya see ya (laughs)
0: That soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming Or you'll sink like a stone For the times, they are changing.